title of the message is The Incalculable, The Incalculable Value of the Word of God. The Word of God. You know, if you believe in God, if you believe that God exists, if you believe that God is his word, if you will spend time in the word, the word will work in your life. If you will honor God by spending time in the word, by meditating on the word, by honoring the word of God, God will honor you. You may think, I've got too much to do, I've got too much on, too much happening, I've got this and that. But if you will honor the Lord by, by taking time in his word, he will honor you. Are we ready to go deeper? Yes. Amen. The word is Jesus Christ in power and discernment. The word of God under the unction of the Holy Spirit is Jesus Christ in power and discernment. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. The word, I was just looking for my Bible, I think it's over there. The word, the word is not just a book that you study and read. The Word is Jesus. When you open the Bible, you are visiting Jesus Christ. When you open the Bible, He is reading you. He is reading you. When you open the Bible, He's interpreting you. You may think that you can interpret the Bible, but the Bible is established in heaven. It is truth. And Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. The Bible is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, See, when you're receiving healing, for example, of cancer, bone cancer, the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit of joints and marrow. The word is going into you, healing you, and that word is Jesus. Praise God. Jesus is the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. And is a discerner of the thoughts. Jesus is the Word. The Word is Jesus. He is power, and he is a discerner. Praise God. I remember... Uh, sometimes people come and they think that they're just going to get healing. They don't realize that the word that heals them is the word that discerns them. 
When you ask for prayer tonight, the word is discerning you that heals and delivers you. I remember a man came up for prayer, had a, I, don't, I can't remember what was wrong with him, a bad knee or something. And he thought he'd get a healing. And the word discerned him. And I didn't realize his wife was standing behind him. And I said to him, have you been faithful to your wife? And then she wrote to me and said that your prophecy was true after some research. So when you come to Jesus, when you come to the word, when, when you read the word, the word's discerning you. It's looking at you. It's looking at your life. And the word is love. He's drawing you. And the word specifically will deal with sin and righteousness. Will convict of sin. The main purpose of the word of God is to bring you to eternal life. Is to bring you to sanctification. To bring you to righteousness. That you might confess your sin. The Holy Spirit takes the word to convict us. Amen. So when you read the word, read it humbly because the Holy Spirit loves you and wants to deal with your stuff. Amen? Amen. Praise God. The word of God, so you're spending time in the word, right? And Jesus said, my words are spirit and life. One of the great ways of being filled with the Holy Spirit and filled with the life of Jesus is to read the word of God you will partake of the Holy Spirit. You will drink and you will drink deeply. For my words are spirit and life. Jesus said, for the flesh profits nothing. Nothing. In the spiritual realm, when you, know, when you, when you read the Bible in just to gain theology, to gain because of interest, Without the Holy Spirit, the flesh profits nothing, but my words are spirit and life. Hallelujah. And his words become spirit and life by grace. You can open the Bible and just read genealogies and so on, and it's of no benefit. But when by grace there's revelation, you can be reading genealogies and be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's grace. It's grace. So spirit and word. Now the word will go forth in power to accomplish that which it was sent for. The word will be power and boldness in your mouth when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. The word is powerless in dead Christians, people who are religious. The word has power when you are filled with the Holy Spirit and surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Amen. 
Acts 4.31, the church is persecuted, they're crying out to God, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They spoke the word of God with boldness. My, my experience as a teenager was I felt guilty because I, it, was, it was a time of the charismatic movement. The Holy Spirit was move, moving. I wanted to preach the gospel, but I felt bad. I felt guilty because I was a coward. But when the Holy Spirit came upon me, when I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I went out preaching. See, the Word of God has no power if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. It's just, just, you're just quoting words from the Bible. But when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you surrender your life to Jesus. When you speak, there's power. That's why the Bible says, let no corrupt word come out of your mouth. Your, your mouth should be a, a vehicle of God's power. Amen? Praise God. God's word is not the words and thoughts of men. All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. This is the word of God. Breathed into, that's what that word inspired, breathed into by the Holy Spirit. It's a similar word in the Greek that's used in the Hebrew when God breathed into the, the nostrils of Adam life. This book has life. Hallelujah. It is not the words of men. It's not a novel. It's not a history or poetic book. It's God's book. So in 1 Thessalonians 2.13 it says, As it is in truth the word of God which also effectively works in you who believe. It's the word of God. When you read this book, when you listen to someone preaching this book and you receive it by faith, the word enters your heart and begins to work and works effectively inside you to convert you, to heal you, heal your soul, to deliver you of evil spirits, to transform you from glory to glory. It's working in you. Turn to your neighbor and say, just believe it. You know, by the word of God, the heavens were created. You know, ever thought about that? By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Did you know blowing on people is scriptural? And the stars were created. Hallelujah. And he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. When God speaks. You know, some, I was listening to a man and he was, he was sharing about his prophecy and, and how he goes on for about 15 minutes. And I was just listening. And, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I respect people, but sometimes 
you're prophesying your own thoughts, your own agenda, your own heart. But when you speak the word of God, there's unlimited flow of the Holy Spirit. John 3.34, for he whom God has sent, John the Baptist is speaking about Jesus, the word of God. He whom God has sent speaks, Jesus speaks, the words of God, for God does not give the spirit by measure. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. May God give us his words. His word. Amen. You can have his word here but it must abide here to have power. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. Amen? Acts 14.3, it says, Therefore the apostles stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who, the Lord, was bearing witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. What is the word of grace but the gospel? Okay, And what is grace? What is grace but God's power to the helpless, God's power to the sinner, redeeming him, taking him out of sin. You can't help yourself out of sin. But God, in his word of grace, his power through his word will redeem you out of sin. And this was accompanied, this message was accompanied by signs and wonders. God never intended for the word of his grace to be words only. But our words were accompanied. Amen? We're accompanied by the power of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word is not just to be read, but to be submitted to. When you read the word, stop being proud and submit to the word. Oh, that's not me. Or I'm reading this and, oh, I don't have to do that. Or, you know, like, say, say if, if you're listening to me and you're living with someone, okay, outside of marriage, so that's called fornication, okay, and you're a Christian and you're reading your Bible and you turn to the scriptures that says that those who commit fornication, those who practice these things in Galatians 5, will not inherit the kingdom of God. And you go, well, that doesn't apply to me. Yes, it does. You have to, if you're going to read the Bible, obey it. Submit to it. Amen? God's not here to condemn you, but to save you. To save you, you've got to submit to it. Amen? Praise God. Someone say, praise God. Jesus said in Luke eleven twenty eight, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Turn to your neighbour and say, God loves you. Keep his word. So I encourage you, have a daily discipline of reading the word of God. 
You know, some spirit-filled, so-called spirit, so-called spirit-filled Christians are flaky. Are flaky. They're like, God told me to do this. God told me to do this. God told me. God told me. God told me. And they got no discipline in their life. They're flaky. You know. They're flaky about their giving as well. You know, like. I believe personally in disciplined giving. You know, and God blesses your discipline. You know, Paul said that he pummeled his body, brought it into submission. You know, so we need disciplines in our life. And, and some people are spiritually lazy and flaky. You need discipline. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need discipline. If you can be disciplined in having a cup of coffee in the morning, surely you can be disciplined about prayer and the word of God. Amen? I'm telling you, if you will honor the word, God will honor you. If you will honor the word, the word will work in your life. The word is not simply a book. The word is God. The word, in a way it's difficult to explain, the, he sent his word and healed them. The word is active and powerful. When you meditate in faith on the word, the word will work on its own right around you. He will, be, he will work in your finances, in your business, in relationships, in your finances. The word will work around you effectively because you believe it and you've got discipline. You're reading it. Amen? If you believe in God and you believe the word of God is truth, then spend time in it. The Bible says of itself that the word of God is worth more than thousands of coins of silver and gold. If someone came and gave you a great wad of US currency, okay, a big bag of $100 notes, or you can have the Word of God, the Bible says, I'm, I am more valuable than money. Everything you need is here for life, for godliness, for living. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. So when you read the Bible, have an attitude of faith. Read it in faith. Beware, I've spoken about this I think last week, beware the leaven of the Pharisees and the scribes. That's what Jesus said. And the leaven of Herod. So there's two types of leaven. One is beware of churches, religious people, religious churches, that have unbelief because when they plant that leaven, that yeast of unbelief, it can blossom and corrupt you. So that when you read the Bible, you begin to read it as a cessationalist. Oh, this all ceased with the apostles. And when you read the Bible with unbelief, it is of no profit to you or little profit. Hallelujah. What is the leaven of Herod? What is the leaven of Herod? 
it's governments that tell you what what is right and wrong and what is right the bible says is wrong and what is wrong the bible says is right that's the leaven of herod be careful what you hear in the newspaper be careful about what politicians are telling you amen someone say amen so you need to soak your brain and your heart in the Word of God because we live in wicked times. We live in dark times. Hallelujah. As you soak yourself in the Word of God, this is what happens. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, this. And in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So when it's time of drought, you prosper. You know, we had a season of COVID, you know. It was a time to go deep in the word. I don't know what's coming, but whatever is coming, be deep in the word of God. Because the word of God inherently is life. If you go deep in life, that's what you'll have. Life in abundance. When you go deep in the word, you're going deep in Jesus. The thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it even more abundantly. When you go deep in, in the book, by the Holy Spirit, this is what will happen. Joshua 1.8 This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate. Everyone say meditate. Meditate in it day and night. You know, this is a healing meeting. Why do I spend time preaching? Because it's the word that heals you. And the word is righteousness. And you need the word. God heals and delivers you that he might have your soul because he loves you. People who, who just want to grab a healing, you know, I've got this problem, I've got financial problems, I've got pain, and they just grab their healing and go, they don't realise that it is the word that healed them. And if they don't live in the word, how, how will they spiritually maintain their healing? Amen. But you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Why do we meditate in the word day and night? Because the word will keep us in righteousness. If you stay apart from the word, the spirit of the world begins to affect you, the ideas, and then you go, well, I've got my spiritual disciplines, I'm reading the word, and suddenly... You realise, you know, the world is pulling at you because you haven't been reading it 
haven't been meditating in. When I talk about meditation, meditation is not the same as simply reading. Reading is a function of the brain. You're reading something. You're, you're learning. Meditation is when your spirit reads it. Meditation is when your spirit, by God's grace, sees the light of the word. When your spirit, by God's great grace, eats the word. The prophet said, I, I found your word. Meditation is not just reading, it's finding it. I found your word. I ate it. In reading you can't eat, but in meditation you can. I ate it, and it became the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Reading is superficial. Meditation is an encounter with God. Hallelujah. So it's by God's grace. Psalm 119, verse 18. Open my eyes. Before you read the Bible, any of you say, Lord, speak to me? Yep. Must be the most common prayer. Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. Hallelujah. You know, you can read this book all your life and then the Holy Spirit will come and open your eyes and you'll see something you never saw before. Meditation, listen to this, meditation leads to revelation. Revelation leads to power. Meditation leads to revelation, which leads to power. Praise God. Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the preaching of Christ. So when you meditate in your heart, faith arises, and faith will connect you to the power of God. But if you starve yourself because you, you are spiritually lazy... You don't have spiritual disciplines. You starve yourself from the word. You think, well, I'll just read, read one or, you know, or won't read today or whatever. How will your faith arise and how will you be connected to the power of Jesus Christ that you need to live your life day by day? Hallelujah. Yeah, meditation, many people come to this these meetings and they want wisdom I don't know what to do is what they'll say to me meditation produces understanding and wisdom wow Psalm 119.98 through your commandments they make me wiser than my enemies for they are ever with me I have more understanding than all my teachers for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients because I keep your precepts. To meditate and to obey the word of God will take you to a level of wisdom and understanding beyond others. Hallelujah. Praise God. And do you know what God's wisdom is? Repent and believe the gospel. Repent. Live in righteousness, live in righteousness, live in the Holy Spirit. You know, praise God. 
the, the beginning of wisdom, the beginning of the fear of the Lord is repentance. You know, if you want breakthrough in your life, I encourage you, start with repentance. Humble yourself before God. Get on your knees and repent. Obey the word of God. Hallelujah. It begins, begins. Submit yourself to the word because the word is God's truth, living and active truth. You yield yourself to the truth and see what will happen. Praise God. Praise God. So uh, turn to your neighbor and say, what are you thinking about? Turn to your neighbor and say, what do you like talking about? Psalm 19, 14, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Turn to your neighbor and say, what do you, what do you think about most of the time? Go on. What do you talk about most of the time? Turn to your neighbor and say, is it acceptable to God? The Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? Wash it with the word. Amen. Amen. Wash it with the word. That's why when people are demonized, their brain, their mind, their thinking is affected. Wash it with the word. Praise God. Praise God. When you, you soak yourself in the word, you begin to see things by, the, by way of truth. You, that is to say, because God is truth. Jesus is truth. So when you read the word, you believe the word, truth begins to take hold of your life instead of facts. Facts are in the physical world. Facts are things like gravity, things like pain, things like smell, things like debt, things like prognosis of death. Facts are things that we experience in the physical realm, but truth is what God has in Jesus Christ. His word is truth. So when you meditate you have a spiritual discipline of meditating on the word, you begin to see things differently from everyone else. You begin to see things by way of truth. Look at John chapter 11. Jesus heard that his friend Lazarus was very sick and he says, this sickness is not unto death but for the glory of God that the Son of Man may be glorified through it Jesus didn't see death he saw glory amen every testimony begins with a bad fact amen so someone let, let me just give you some examples someone comes to you and they say, uh, I've got a bad back, okay? And then you go 
you go, see the word of God's dwelling in you in power because you're meditating on the word. So you then go to heaven and God shows you that back healed. So you've just seen the word of God. You've just seen truth. You've just seen by his stripes you are healed. You've just seen the word of God. So when people say, oh, I've got this problem, I've got debt, I've got that, and then you go to the Lord, now you see like this. You're not looking at the facts. I'll tell you a funny story. I, when I was pastoring years ago, um, I believe the Lord directed us to buy a building, all right? So <clears throat> uh, it was so expensive that I told the church there's no point doing any fundraising. We're just going to pray. It was, I said, this is beyond us. I also prophesied and said, when we do this, most of you are going to leave. So there goes your congregation, your money. So, so we bought the building and then most of them left. Okay, And then the Lord brought new people. But I, I was uh, trying to do my stuff and make sure we didn't bounce checks or you know, we had the cash flow going. So I'm, I'm looking at the facts and then not in the physical but in the spirit, God put a cloud over it and I couldn't physically see the money. I couldn't see the numbers because he, he was my provider and we, we, never, we never had a problem with cash flow. Wow. But I couldn't work it out because I couldn't see the numbers. Wow. Praise God. So do you want to just think about facts or do you want to think truth? If you want to think truth, then honour the word by spending time meditating on it. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Remember, the word is not just a book. When you roam, when you walk around, or when we fly around the world, these words, this is um, Proverbs 6.22, they will lead you. So people say, I want a prophecy about what I'm doing in the future. But if you meditate on the word, the word will lead you without you knowing where you're going. It's like an invisible person who grabs your hand and takes you. Hallelujah. Now that'll go deeper. When you roam, they will lead you. When you sleep, they will keep you. The word of God that you've been meditating on will watch over you. And when you awake, they will speak with you. Hallelujah. Praise God. The word will be, be a shield of defense around you. Uh, around 2000, I don't know, 16 or something, um, I had a thought uh, from the Lord that I would be in a major car accident. And he gave me Psalm 91, that the arrow that flies by day, arrow that flies by day. And... Uh, so I was involved in this major car accident about a week later and 
a truck sheared off in Australia, we have traffic poles. They sit in the ground, they're concreted in, in the ground, they're, and they're bolted in with these huge bolts, and they're very heavy and they're big lights, and it was sheared off at the base and flung into the air like an arrow by a truck, just went straight through it. And this, this arrow went straight through my windscreen and ploughed into the, um, into the, the seat beside me but I saw a, a glory cloud bubble around me and an angel like this. The word of God will defend you like a shield. Proverbs 30 verse 5, every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. You put your trust in the word and the word will work on your behalf. Protect you, defend you, look after you. Amen. It'll bring you good health and a good report. When you read this, you'll read a good report. Makes the bones healthy. Amen. John 1.4, it'll be light in your darkness. In him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness. Amen. Some people got all this depression and stuff. Read the word, meditate on it. It'll, it'll shine. It'll bring comfort to your heart. So the psalmist writes, Remember the word to your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. Everyone say hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. Hallelujah. Amen. Who's feeding tonight? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word, I do hope. You know, things... Some of you, things have all gone wrong, you know, all these problems around you, you know, what do I do, what do I do, I've never been through this before, this, you know, meditate on the word, that's what you should do, it will give you hope. The word intrinsically is hope. Even when you don't know what to do, you know, and people are giving you bad advice, meditate in the word. The word will counsel you. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. You know, the word is a powerful weapon. It is the sword of the spirit. So when you meditate in the word, you are empowering yourself with spiritual power. Okay, you with me? Now, when, I don't know if you've ever had someone curse you. Okay, you've ever, you know, you ever had someone curse you? This is what the Bible says. It's talking about the enemy. Isaiah 8.10 Take counsel together, but it will come to nothing. Speak the word, but it will not stand. So I've been talking about the word of God, but what about the word of the devil? What about witches? What about when people curse you, right? What about the word of the kingdom of darkness? Take counsel together, but it will come to nothing. Speak the word, but it will not stand. For God is with us. If God is for us, who can be against us? What is the word of the enemy compared to the word of God? Amen. Praise God. 
I remember someone said to me, if I, if I join your ministry as a volunteer and I do deliverance ministry, can you guarantee me that the demons won't attack me? <laughs> if God is for us, who can be against us? Don't live in fear. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't live in fear of what other people say. Amen? Don't live in fear. So many Christians have fear. Don't be afraid of what people say. You know, many people, they, they come and they say, my brother's a witch and they're doing this and this person's doing this witchcraft and this, you know. It will not stand if you stand by faith. Because when you stand by faith, God is with us. Amen. Praise God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. If your life does not line up, if your life is not aligned with the righteous standards of God's word, if you're lazy, if you're sexually immoral, if you're a gossiper, if you're living your life in greed, then realign yourself with the word of God and repent. Humble yourself before the Lord tonight. And see what he will do. He will save you, forgive you, heal you, deliver you, transform you. Amen. So take a moment. Just confess your sin to the Lord, whatever it is. If you're a backslider, if you've just been following life you know, as a religious Christian, but there's no real depth to it, just ask the Lord to forgive you. And he will. He'll cleanse you. Wash you whiter than snow. In Jesus' name. Amen. Lord Jesus, I give you my life. I choose to follow you. Wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I accept you as my saviour. And my Lord, and today, by God's grace, by his power, I choose to follow you. Heaven is my home. Eternal life is mine. This is my confession of faith. In Jesus' name, amen.